You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Let's talk about bus on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT and 5. I'm Chris Towers. I'm here with Dan Schneier, and we're going to be negative today. We got another round of bust picks for you, and I'm going to apologize to Adam Azer in advance because my bust pick is going to be someone he mentioned as a breakout on yesterday's show. It's nothing personal, Adam. I've just noticed a lot of hype starting to build for James Cook of the Buffalo Bills, and I can see the case for it in a certain sense. There, There's talk about using him more in the passing game. There have been video highlights of the Bills throwing down the field to James Cook. The problem is it's a very narrow path for James Cook to emerge as a must-start fantasy running back. In the Buffalo Bills offense, in the Josh Allen era, we've only seen a couple of stretches where a running back has really been a must-start guy. There was like an early James Cook run where he was getting a lot of touchdowns but really wasn't doing anything else. And then there have been a couple of stretches where Devin Singletary was playing like 65 to 80% of the snaps consistently and was like a 14 to 15 PPR point per game guy. The problem with this Bills offense is it routinely ranks among the lowest point scores for running backs in PPR last season, sixth or uh, 27th, excuse me, 316.8, sixth lowest in the NFL. And look, if James Cook gets 65% of the snaps or they make him a big part of the passing game, I think he could be like a low end RB2. I think that's probably the ceiling. And if Damian Harris ends up taking a lot of the rushing downs and especially any goal line work that's there, I just don't really see a path to either back here. This has been the case in Buffalo. We've been trying to make Buffalo running backs happen in fantasy for like five years. Mm -hmm. It really hasn't happened. I get it. James Cook seems like a nice talent. He was the 63rd pick in last year's draft. Wasn't really a workhorse in college, but maybe he can be like a big play guy. I just think like, when you talk about paths to get there, it's a really narrow one, and there's really only one or two ways he gets there, and it's through big work, work in the passing game, something the Bills haven't really focused on with their running back. So price isn't too bad. RB28, about the 80th pick in drafts. It's just never going to be a high priority for me, especially as the hype starts to build and his price, I think, will continue to rise. So James Cook for the Buffalo Bills, he's a bust pick for me. Dan, let's hear some bust picks from you. I'm going to go a little bit higher, and that means I'm taking more risk with these picks, which I don't sure. love to do because I could get blasted by the fans, but I'll take the chance. I'll start with Devontae Adams. I had to watch a training camp video of Jimmy Garoppolo hitching not once, not twice, but three times into a 40-yard throw the other day, and that, and then it basically even after that fluttered into the air and dropped into a – Devontae Adams was letting the ball catch up to him. So that scares me. Again, I've talked about this before, but I don't want – a I can't invest that kind of capital into a receiver if he's not making plays down the field and he's limited to short stuff. So I'm very worried about that with Adams and that whole passing game. I'm going to move on to another player I think could be a bust, Aaron Jones. This one is not based on yeah. the player. Uh, same thing with Devontae Adams. It's all based on situation. 
bad reports coming out of Packers camp so far with mm-hmm. Jordan Love. And it's not all that surprising to me. Jordan Love is a quarterback with very little experience running an offense, keeping offense in rhythm, has some talent, though I think his talent's been overstated and overrated to begin with, arm talent-wise, pocket presence-wise. I think there's a chance that offense could be bottom tier in the NFL. Now what I'm doing is buying a running back in the mid-40s or 50s from an ADP standpoint who is not in scoring position a lot, and even when in scoring position may not be getting the touches, who may not be getting the receptions we're thinking he's going to get because he's losing a quarterback in Aaron Rodgers who's great at targeting running backs with accuracy and ball placement and velocity to a quarterback who might be scrambling, who might not be throwing a running back. So I don't really see the appeal there with Aaron Jones. And then the last one for me is is an old favorite of mine on my bust list, which I feel bad about because I do think he's very good at forcing and creating missed tackles. But Travis Etienne, especially after mm-hmm. the comments from Doug Peterson about trying to get him 1,600 rushing yards, is probably going to rise into that early third, maybe late second round range. I can see it happening already. I'm starting to see him already go up draft boards. And again, it's another player like Aaron Jones where town's fine, but production-wise, from a fantasy standpoint, Am I getting the rushing touchdowns because he was wildly inefficient in the red zone last year? Mm-hmm. The second worst running back in the reds inside the 10 behind Kenneth Walker and tank Bigsby, the rookie who joins the team again is very efficient in the red zone. So why are they playing ETN down there? It's a concern that I'm very concerned with, and I'm not really sure the answer is ETN is going to play in the red zone. And then the receptions thing, it didn't happen last year. Trevor Lawrence is an aggressive throwing quarterback. I don't see it happening this year either. So now I'm talking about a guy who's going to have to get me most of his production from the running rushing game. And that's not the type of running backs I typically chase, Chris. Yeah, and ETN, you know, Aaron Jones has been a very, very good pass catching running back. He's very natural with it. They split him out wide. They use him that way. I, I think there's a lot of risk there. He is also 29 years old. That offense could just tank. ETN, young guy, super talented. The problem is very productive as a pass catcher in college. Not really a natural pass catcher. That's yep. the that's the difference. He's not someone who you split out wide and, and expect him to go beat someone one on one and make a contested grab. He can do screens. He can handle some dump offs, but he's not someone that I think you really feature in the passing game. And so, I do have him as like a fringe round two pick overall. He's my number twelve running back, but it's not a strongly held position, and it's not something that I a player who I really routinely think about drafting if I. You know, if I go Justin Jefferson in the first round and I end up getting to the third round and I'm like, well, I'll take a running back. Maybe I can go with Travis Etienne, but not really someone I, I love drafting. I've got Joe Mixon ranked ahead of him. Just better situation. I think maybe similar talent, but a, a bigger role in the passing game is what makes Joe Mixon a better pick for me. So if I'm going to go in that range, I'm probably just taking Joe Mixon ahead of Travis Etienne. So I don't disagree with you on that one. And that's going to do it for FFT and five. We'll see you next week. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.